Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app on your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM when signing up for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, here with my partner in crime, Mr. Big Ballin'. Ben, Larson, and Ben, we are coming off a very hot week, my yes, friend. Sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Definitely doing good. Can't uh, can't complain. We're getting closer to Friday, so that makes there me happy. Go. That makes there me you. happy. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I wanted to touch on something before we actually started talking some bets, so some huge news broke today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where are we going and, uh, here? <laughs> my... Uh, my Oakland Athletics might be leaving Oakland. Something that I've, I mean, that, I've and that I've been seeing. That's just them pushing Oakland to hurry the shit up. I don't. They're not leaving. There's no way Oakland is losing all of their sports teams. No yeah, way. Yeah, but the the taxpayers of the city have been they've been very you know steadfast from the beginning. Like they are not going to give the A's any tax dollars to build a stadium, nor should they. Normal people should not pay for a billionaire stadium. Like I stand by that too. Yeah. I I don't believe in that. And because of that, I I don't think there's a feasible option in Oakland. If 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 the Giants, you know, wanted to relinquish those territorial rights, they could easily have a stadium built in San Jose. Yeah. But well, it's not, not anymore. Happen. Fucking Google, Google's eating up all that land. So that's that's yeah. off the table now. So I mean, fuck. Even the sharks are talking about losing, uh, leaving because they're they're pissed off at the way Google's handling this and taking all their parking away and you know taking taking over all that area. So San Jose is now definitely out of the picture for the Oakland A's, uh, even if the Giants were to you know finally relinquish those rights. So I I still see I still see Oakland keeping the A's and and them them kind of uh, lowering down that whole you know river walk area because 12 billion dollars to create a whole new kind of downtown area I think is is too excessive when at least from the get-go build the stadium then gentrify that area like it, it can't be all all at once. There's no way that it's going to happen without those taxpayer money. So, I mean, it's they already have what a billion dollars to build the actual stadium itself. To build the stadium, yeah. So build the stadium, and then once people see how great that stadium is, right on the water, 
then more people will will donate and buy into it. Well, the biggest problem with the stadium portion is that you're basically going to eliminate port jobs because you're going to take over that land. And that's been a huge issue to begin with, which is why they talked about the $12 billion, you know, extra shit because it's going to add on jobs and other things for that area to kind of make up for taking those port jobs away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a long battle of a lot of litigation. I mean, this has been going on since 2005, Ben. Like, Oh yeah. It's, oh, Absolutely. It's been crazy, and it's just like I feel like once the Raiders left, the A's were kind of like, "All right, there's no way Oakland is going to let us leave." So they're going to kind of like, at least not maybe not necessarily maybe, you know, invest a ton of taxpayer money, but they're going to at least want to help because we're looked at as the saviors of Oakland, and they definitely don't want to leave us because it'll look bad amongst the fans. And if you are on A's Twitter. Like 90% of the fans don't even understand what's actually going on. They're just like upset at Oakland. Like, oh, how can you let the A's walk? But it's like, dude, well, first of all, you live in the South Bay, so your taxpayer money isn't even going for the stadium. But like you have to understand where, you know, a lot of these people in Oakland, where they stand on the issue. Yeah. No, I I definitely get that. I definitely see the, you know, the, the, the problems that are at hand. Um, but again, I, I think, I, I mean, I knew that sports brought so much into Oakland and having the Warriors there, having the Raiders there, having the A's there, I mean, that was a huge draw. That was a huge draw for me going, growing up and, and going up to Oakland. Um, and to be honest, I don't see any reason to go up to Oakland if, uh, you know, if there isn't a sports team up there. Yeah, and, like, trust me, dude, it sucks, like, as a lifelong A's fan, like, to see them leave Oakland, like, that shit sucks. But if they move to Vegas, I won't be mad because I live out here now, so. Yeah, when it benefits you. <laughs> yeah, so I can't be too upset, man. Like, all these A's fans were, like, jumping at me because I was, like, cheering on, like, yeah, dude, like, come to come to Vegas, baby, I'm ready. It's like, dude, you got to understand, like, that's my team, and I live in yeah. Vegas now, so, of course, I'm going to want them to move out here. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into let's get into some bets for for today for Wednesday, May twelfth. Before My we do days that, are all bro. mixed up. Now I got something. All I right. Need a shot. So. Oh, that's right, man. Cheers. Uh, crazy, crazy oh, game that crazy we had with game. Philly and Atlanta last week. Um, but Pablo, fucking Pablo, man, the panda, mm-hmm. my homie, did me bad. Didn't we wrong? We needed that. We needed that to hit the over. We though. did. We did need that to hit the over. Um, but man, uh, here's here's to Pablo and uh, uh, me the thinking. The panda. Cheers. But we got some games to talk about this week. We're going to talk about a couple of baseball games. We're hot on baseball, so we're going to stick to that. And then we're also going to talk basketball. Been doing pretty well for myself on basketball lately. Uh, ben actually hit his basketball bet on Taproom this week too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're going to talk a couple of baseball games, basketball game, put together some best bets. Last show on Saturday, we went 5-0. and We went 3-0 and on our on our best bets for the show, which we, like, locked up. Yep. And we also threw out a couple more bets in that Giants-Padres uh, game. All mm-hmm. of them hit. Yeah. Every single bet we threw out hit. So, 5-0 and day. Yep, three bets in one game. So, we're going to try and bring it back this week. We're going to try and keep that momentum rolling. So without further ado, 
Let's hop right into it. We're going to start out with the Milwaukee Brewers at home. They are inviting the St. Louis Cardinals into American Family Field. I swear to God, the stadium's name changes like every fucking two oh, yeah. years. Yep. <clears throat> and we got John Gant on the hill for the for the Cardinals, 2.15 ERA, 2-3 and three on the year, Ben. He's facing Brandon Woodruff, 2-1, and one, ERA of 1.73. Over under is sitting at seven on the money line. Milwaukee favorite minus 155. St. Louis Cardinals plus 145 on the money line. Uh, run line is probably one and a half. I don't know the big, but we'll definitely get into that. Plus 140 uh, for that minus one and a half and minus 160 for that plus one and a half. Nice. So where's where's the initial lean here, Ben? I mean, my initial lean is uh, is going with Milwaukee. Um, you know, you've got a better pitcher on the mound, um, you know, that not only has a better, you know, ERA, but also better whip. Um, you know, you look at tonight's game, it was a little, I mean, on paper, it looks like a blowout from St. Louis six to one win, but St. Louis got five of those runs in the 11th inning. I mean, you, I would never expect a team to get five runs when it's, it was such a tight game, a one, one game through 10, you know, in that 11th inning. So, um, you know, the way I'm looking at it is Woodruff goes a lot longer in games than Gant does. Um, You know, Gant's last three, at least were, you know, four and a third, five and six Woodruff six, six and six and two thirds. So, you know, I think, um, I think the starting pitching kind of leads towards, Milwaukee here um so that's my initial lean um you know may look at you know may look at that under so this is interesting tidbit here Ben so John Gant that over 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 sorry so so John Gant this year uh you know he has a 1.75 1.75 whip. So, I mean, he's like you said, he's walking a lot of guys. He's averaging mm-hmm. almost over three walks a gate uh, start this year. And his FIP is a lot higher than his ERA, partially because he's not striking out a ton of guys and he's not, and he's walking a ton of guys. Yeah. He has a career four ERA against Milwaukee. However, this is, this is interesting in Milwaukee, his career ERA is 0.90 and that's six games pitched he hasn't started any games in milwaukee though he's only pitched as a reliever in those games 10 innings pitch six hits one earned run seven walks in 10 innings bro nine k's though six you said six games that he's relieved six games he's played in miller park wow and only has 10, 10 innings uh, 10 innings wow okay yeah so he's only been used as a reliever up until now See, and I think that changes things. I definitely think that changes things. Um, yeah. You know, especially as players are getting used to the pitcher and then, you know, as they're, they're second and third at bats, and then you get a new pitcher and that you have to, to change, you know, how they release the ball, um, you know, whether it's a righty, a lefty, you know, switch, you don't know, that getting a reliever in and, and probably him being one of the, uh, the first relievers in a game if he's starting now you know, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to have a, a better average, um, or, or sorry, ERA against, uh, 
yeah, against teams there. So I don't necessarily, I mean, yeah, that's, that's interesting that, um, you know, he does have uh, a low earned run at American family field. Um, but I, I don't put that much into, you know, the location is as much as you do. I mean, I think everybody knows that. <laughs> but it, dude, it, it means something. We've seen it all, uh, time yeah. and time again now, dude. This that's three times in a row I've said that, and it's no, all three times that favored me. It's been two, only two. Two and zero though. Still two and zero. Yeah. Uh, fucking Mad Bum got lucky, and then who was the other one? He threw who a no hitter. Like, How's that lucky? Fuck Mad Bum. Um, or what was his? Uh, what was his? Um. Uh, his his horse riding name. Um, oh, I forget. Yeah, you would know that better than I. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when he he left. Uh, he left the Giants. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah. I'm still leaning Milwaukee here. On you know, even with that, I, I don't, again, I just think there's so much more of a difference between starting and. I think uh, Milwaukee's a play here for sure. I think minus one and a half actually might be the play. Um, Brandon Woodruff on the flip side, career 2.57 against ERA against the Cardinals. And that's not, he doesn't have a small sample size against them. You know, he has multiple starts against the Cardinals throughout yeah. his career. Uh, we're talking 10 total starts in his career against the Cardinals. So a long time. And then, at home, Miller Park, 3.77 ERA, only a 1.1 whip. And on the season, he has less than one whip. And so, like, he's not walking dudes at all. And the Cardinals don't walk a lot. Yeah. Their batting average is almost 250 as a team. On base percentage, only 300. So they're not walking a ton. They're basically hitting the ball and getting on base. And, and Woodruff doesn't, you know, allow a ton of hits. Yeah. So I think that might favor Milwaukee here. My only my biggest concern is that Milwaukee's kind of struggled offensively throughout the year. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at, at how they line up, I mean, it's only four point six. Uh, but I mean, they're twenty six in runs scored in Major League Baseball. Yeah, but it's only what point seven, point eight, you know, runs and, difference between. But in their in their last ten, they've only scored over four runs two times. And in their last 10, they've only scored over four runs four times, which two of those times were four runs. Other than that, they're scoring one, two, zero runs a game. So how – how? or I'm sorry, three times over four runs. They scored six a couple times. Um, so it's like how, how much can we trust their offense to really generate runs? Yelich on the DL as well. He's not playing – that's my one concern because, like, I feel like Woodruff starting on the hill plus their bullpen, like, they have a strong bullpen. I know they gave up five runs in extra innings today, but, I mean, John Hader is one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. Um, So, it's like, I feel like with Woodruff on the hill, they can get an early lead and then kind of coast, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's why, that's can they get that worried. lead? Yeah. I, that's why I'm worried with that that minus one and a half. I don't think I'd I'd put my money on that minus one and a half. Maybe sprinkle it with value there, you know, being at plus one forty. But I think money line is is the bet to go. Yeah, I mean, now that we're the more we're talking about it, I definitely 
agree that the money line is probably the play here. I just don't like the value at minus 155. Yeah, no, it's not great value. It's definitely not great value. And even even uh, over seven runs, because like I don't trust Milwaukee yep. to score a ton of runs, but I also think Woodruff is going to do enough to, sh- to stymie the Cardinals' offense. Yeah, I would lean under on this one, you know, with that seven. But, I mean, even then, seven's pretty low for a baseball game. Seven is low. It is low. That's why that seven is, like, it's a weird number because, like, the Brewers could win this game five to one and that hits under. Yeah. Brewers could win this game because I don't see Woodruff giving up a ton of runs. Yeah. Five to three doesn't, you know? Yep. And let's see, at home, Milwaukee hits the over nine, six, and two away. St. Louis hits it eight, six, and two. Last three starts for Woodruff, too. Uh, the Brewers have scored two runs, six runs, and six runs. So they usually give him some run, run support. Mm-hmm. No, actually, last start, they didn't score any. Yeah, I know. But lost. the t- two times before that, yeah. they put up six runs. The last start, you know, they should slap themselves in the face because he went six and two thirds of one earn, <laughs> eleven strikeouts, and he got a loss. Yeah, <laughs> that could be like that could be deteriorating mentally for a pitcher. Like yep. you go out there and spin a gem, and then your team does nothing for you. Yep. That's like the Giants in, when they had Kane and Lincecum. They would win all those one zero, two zero games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and just looking through his, you know, his pitching log throughout the whole year, I mean, he's only gone under six innings once, and that was opening game. You know, other than that, it's it's all sixes, a six and two thirds, and then a, uh, you know, a seven. And any time that he does pitch, you know, he's only allowed three runs in that first game where he pitched four innings. Other than that, it's zero, one, one, zero, two, one. Yeah. So maybe you do sprinkle a little bit on the under. But I mean, <clears throat> then I'm not confident with that. Yeah, I'm not confident on the under too. I would say the best bet here is minus 155. And I'd also try and find another baseball game I really like and take yeah. the money line in that game and parlay, parlay them that. together to yep. game parlay. So we'll say we'll say minus 155. Maybe this next game we talk about we like a lot to the point we could parlay it with that. So right now we're going to take Brewers money line minus 155 against the Cardinals. And then we're going to hop into Toronto Blue Jays at Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is a team I've been betting on or against a lot lately, Ben. Um, I feel like I have a very good feel on the Braves. And Toronto, another team that I that I think I have a good grasp on. Um, yeah. So we got, we got Hinging, Rio. I don't even know if I said his name right. I think I was pretty close. He's two and two with a 3.31 ERA going against Max Freed. He's one and one with an 8.44 ERA. Yikes. Atlanta is actually the favorite here, minus 105 on the money line. Toronto minus 115 over under sitting at eight and a half. Ben. So, what's what's your initial lean here? I mean, initially, it's to you know, go as far away from Max Fried as possible. I mean, his his last start was decent against Washington, but Washington has, you know, pretty pretty much been a slump. Um, you know, he just doesn't go deep into games, and that's what worries me. 
Um, he is a lefty, so that does change, you know, the the look up. A He's having bit. a bad year too, though. Yeah, I mean, he his first start, five innings, two two and runs. Second, he only got through two innings with five earned. Third, four innings with seven earned runs, and his last was against Washington on the fifth. Um, so what, seven days ago? By but even by with that time. Even yeah. with his shitty ass fucking ERA this year, his career ERA is three point seven eight, and if you take away this season, his career ERA is. Let me tell you real quick, Ben. I can tell you right now, his career ERA, if you take away this season, is. I know, I know. Suspense, suspense, suspense. Three point five two, so a lot better. Looks a lot better in three point eight two. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm kind of more on that the 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 current trends. Um, and he only he only year. has four start this he only has four starts this year, so take that into account too. Yep. Yeah, but they've all been trash. He hasn't gone deep. He hasn't he hasn't been able to. But you just said his last start was DC. Five five innings, one earned run. He still got hit four times. Um, not too bad. Yeah, it doesn't show me how many walks he. Oh, here we go. And they had a walk, six strikeouts. Uh, what is what is money on the log? Tells me what the money line was, but it, and then it tells me money plus seventy six. Huh? I don't know what that stat is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still leaning. Uh, you know, leaning Toronto here. Um, you know, maybe that maybe that over under is in play. You know, sitting at eight. Um, I'd I'd lean more of the over, um, especially with you know both of these teams being in the top ten of runs uh, for their offense. I mean, Atlanta's defense is struggling, twenty uh, fourth in runs allowed, and Toronto is sitting at eleventh. Toronto's over in the, that second half for hits against too. So, you know, I, I think I'd lean that over there. That would also get us a, a push at eight if it does hit. Hmm. So this is, this is a tough one. Cause I feel like Toronto's offense is starting to play pretty well. In their last 10 games, they're averaging over five runs a game. And that's my biggest issue with Atlanta is that they're just so inconsistent. Like, you don't know what you're going to get, dude. Like, yeah. one game they'll score eight runs, and then the next game they'll score, like, two or three. Uh, well, is – Or three today. So <laughs> Is Acuna playing? Uh, yeah, he played tonight. So that changes the game. What? Did, how do you hit tonight? He hit a homer in the third inning. Let me pull up so his actual line. So he he's feeling good. That hurt. He, yeah. He's not. Uh, he doesn't have that broken finger like I thought he was gonna have. That, yeah, that hit by pitch looked nasty right on the hands there. Uh, he was two, two for two today. So he's damn, that's back to normal. Yep. And Hinjin Ryu hasn't you know he hasn't he's been all right he hasn't been great yeah 
but I'm with you. I honestly like the Blue Jays here. Yeah, um, I'm leaning Blue Jays. Uh, I think I like that over, though, a little bit better than... I don't know, because Freed's last start, he went five innings, only had four hits allowed, one walk, which is much better than it made up for, like, how bad those two starts were in the middle, which he went against the uh, Marlins and Nationals. And as his career as a pitcher, you know, you have to take that into account, too. So maybe he just had, like, two really bad outings early on in the season. It happens. Um, chance. However, Tampa Bay, Boston, those are all Ryu? teams that are that are doing well. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about Freed. I'm talking about Freed. Oh, Freed had two bad, like basically two shitty starts, and yeah. they were really bad. And they that's what his ERA comes from. But his last start, he bounced back against one of the teams he had a shitty start from. So that's always good news too. Um, but the, the Blue Jays are hitting 244 against lefties, which is above league average on base percentage of 324. So if he's still walking guys, the Blue Jays walk, they get guys on base, they're starting to heat up, they hit for power, they have 10 home runs and 197 at bats against lefties, which is pretty good. That's a it's not a bad percentage, 34 mm-hmm. RBIs. What happened with uh, Ryu in that uh, Tampa Bay game? He only pitched three and a half innings. I mean, three hits allowed. He probably just didn't have his stuff, dude. It happens sometimes. No earned runs. I mean, the game ended as a 1-0 win. I mean, he could have been at like 70 pitches in the third inning. Like, how many walks did he have? Five strikeouts, one walk. Well, I mean, he's not on the injury report at all, so yeah. I mean, that was that was uh, April twenty fifth. So I mean, he he's had a he started the Oakland game in between that and went five innings. Yeah. So it's just a, an odd stat line there. If that was uh, like tightness or something. And that's the one area of the Blue Jays game too is their bullpen that like I don't necessarily trust a ton. Yeah. Yeah, and Ryu hasn't really gone deep. He's, I mean, he did earlier in the season when he, he first started, but then his last three starts is five, three and two thirds and five. Yep. <clears throat> but I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I like Toronto here minus minus one fifteen. Um, Dang dude. But I just, I just have this feeling Max Fried's going to deal dude. <laughs> I don't. I think he's going to have one of those games. I think that – I mean, if we – we have to base this off what we've seen this year. But at the same time, his last start, five innings, only four hits allowed, one walk. So that was a major upgrade for yeah, how but he's I mean, been that, performing. That still means that the bullpen has to go through four innings, and their bullpen hasn't been great. Nothing it hasn't. Really hasn't been great. The offense hasn't been great. You know, the their their defense has just been horrid. So I think eight and a half is the play here. Over eight and a half. I think that's our best play. It's at uh, it's at eight. So even better. Eight runs. Over eight runs. Oh, I see. Okay. Never mind. It adjusted to eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's the play here. Over eight and a half runs. Yep. Yeah, I like that. 
All right, let's lock that up. And, Over. And they're, hitting, they're hitting. Look at tonight. They had, uh, you know, Toronto had uh, 11 hits. Atlanta had seven. So. Yeah, other than the Friday game against Philadelphia, I mean, Atlanta was hitting well in that series. They scored eight runs, six runs. And then today they scored three runs. So, I mean, they're putting up more runs. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I like, I like that eight there. All right, let's talk some hoops, man. Let's jump into some NBA basketball. We got the Washington Wizards at Atlanta in the State Farm Arena. The Wizards are 32 and 37, battling for that 10 seed. The Atlanta Hawks are 38 and 31. They're basically locked into that fifth seed at this point. Although I think they can, I think since the Knicks lost tonight, they're actually battling for that four seed. I'm pretty sure. Um, but the Atlanta Hawks are minus six and a half. Washington plus six and a half. Over under is at 239 here, Ben. Where's your initial lean here? Initial lean is that under. Under. Um, 239 is is a lot of points. Um, you know, yes, Washington's offense has, has been on point. Same with Atlanta's. Um, but, man, I, I think that over and under is, is pretty much skewed from the last time that they played. And they, you know, they went. They yeah, went well, Washington games always go over because Washington fucking sucks on defense. It's yeah. not Atlanta. It's not, it's not Atlanta scoring that I'm worried about. It's actually the Wizards scoring that I'm worried about because Bradley Beal is not playing. He got hurt last game. And that's 30, that's 30 points per game you're taking out. So that's where my biggest concern happens. So I actually am 100% in agreement with you. I think the under 239 is a play here. Yeah. I mean, for it, sure. Look at the, the difference between the over under that they, you know, they had, uh, you know, in their last two games. You had one January 29th um, with a 216. But, you know, you look at the last game that they just played, which was the 10th so what like two days ago yep yeah um and that was a 124 125 that go into overtime nope huh it almost did so honestly the the under looked like money until the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden they put up a ton of points but it looked like neither team was really playing defense at all in that fourth quarter which could be a little worrisome but atlanta they've they've been pretty good defensively but as of late you know, they're giving up uh, 124 points, 133 points, 103, 114, 97, 126, 127, 100, 104, 103. Typically, they're a pretty good defensive team since Nate McMillan has taken over as head coach. Um, I'm actually with you on this, so I like the under here only because Brad Beal's not playing. So where are they going to get those 30 points from? That's the biggest question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, and you can't really look at the the lines for you know over under home versus away because you know you've got Washington, it's in Atlanta, correct? Washington yep. at seventeen and eighteen away, and then Atlanta at home is fifteen, seventeen, and one. So it's it's pretty even. There's not really uh, anywhere that you can you can sway that that line. Um, yeah. If anything, it, it the under is hitting more. Um, the but, under is hitting the Hawks hit the under at home 51% of the time, minus 
1.8 margin differential. Um, with equal rest, they're hitting the under 55% of the time, minus 1.4 differential. As the betting favorite, they are hitting the under 56% of the time, minus 3.1. As the home favorite, they're hitting the under 65% of the time, minus 7.5 margin. I have to, I have to pull this out, though, because you know we're looking at trends. Atlanta's gone over in the last... Uh, four of their last six and Washington has gone over in six of their last six. So it has to adjust. That's why that under yeah. that 239 is a big number. It's huge. Yeah. Washington as the away underdog hitting the under 55% of the time, minus 3.4 margin differential after a win, Washington is hitting the over 60% of the time, plus 5.3 margin. But as a way team, hitting the under 51% of the time plus 1.2 margin. Yeah. So I, I feel like the under is definitely the play here, dude. And these guys are fighting for a, a position. They gotta, they gotta step up on defense. Somebody yep. has to step up on defense. One of these, one of these. Two. Yep. And without Bradley Beal, I'm not sure that the wizards can even cover the six and a half, but I'm not willing to put – I don't want to put money on it at six and a half. I would take it if it was like four and a half or five, but six and a half, two more than two possessions, nah, I can't do it. So when I think did, that – When did Beal go out? How many games has he – He just – he got hurt in the la, in the middle of last game. Okay. In the middle of last game. So Washington played well. I expect them to lose. I, they they probably will lose by more than six and a half, but I'm just not willing to bet that. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it under six. If it goes under six, I'll take it. But I think that under is definitely the play here, under 239. Yep. I like it. Nice, man. Well, let, that's, that's our games that we're talking about. So let's recap it real quick. We're taking – Milwaukee money line minus 155 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Then we're going over eight runs or eight and a half runs uh, for Atlanta and Toronto. And then we're going under 239 Washington most Wizards, Atlanta at Hawks. 239 and a half, too. I don't know. Do we go, go with that with most books or? Sure, we'll take under 239 and a half. Take an extra hook there. <laughs> we'll take the hook. <laughs> so we're going under 239 and a half. I also, I would lean the minus six and a half. I'd put like a half unit on it. I do like it. I don't necessarily love it, but I would also th- recommend that minus six and a half. It, if it drops below six and a half, those six and less, I would definitely hammer it. Yeah. So there we go. Down with it. Let's do it. Let's get three more bets. Let's win this money. Let's keep riding into the sunset with money bags on our back. To the moon. To the moon. Let's go, y'all. Let's win this money. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Make sure to go to Tavour or download the Tavour app on your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase, $25 or more. 
We will catch y'all on Friday. No APR this week. We're taking a break. Peace. Since that check came in, everybody talking like a nigga, acting funny now. That don't matter, all I hear is since that check came in. I love it when you talk to me, my cash machine, my cash machine. I love it when you talk to me, my cash machine, my cash machine. Since that check came in, I used to get the coldest show, but now I get the hottest ass. How I feel about you is lukewarm. Let me bring you up cause I got all this cash. I'm asking where you work at. What kind of car you drive? Beat down a court, catch you up at five guys. I get thousands for the walkthrough inside a nightclub, strip clubs, big bucks. Yes, sir, that's right. You done got left if you don't got my new number. A rich man told me it's a part of the coming. Remember when they used to want me to shut up? Now it's all right. Cause I only conversate with them on the couch. I ain't talking to you broke bitches I got money now All a nigga understanding Since that check came in Everybody talking like a nigga Acting funny now That don't matter All I hear is Since that check came in I love it when you talk to me My cash machine My cash machine I love it when you talk to me My cash machine My cash machine Since that check came in